You are now listening to the Flurry Podcast, hosted by Marquise Rawls. Another episode of the Flurry Podcast, and I'm going to talk about two fights. I plan on talking about three, but Fox fucked me over. The Tony Harrison fight uh, came on last night on Fox with PBC, and I DVR'd it, and I extended the end time by 30 minutes, and it's still only caught five rounds of that fight, and I'm very upset about it. The first five rounds were really great rounds, and uh, I was very much looking forward to seeing the entire 12-round fight. Uh, I do know how the fight ended, and I was quite surprised that Tony Harrison um, did not get a unanimous decision. I view Tony Harrison as one of the best in his division, and uh, Perella is really good as well. But I just didn't think that he can compete on Harrison's level. But, you know, it's boxing. People get better over time and things happen. So the first fight I'm going to discuss is the Demetrius Andrade fight versus Liam Williams. A pretty good fight overall. It was another performance by Andrade that just shows that um, he's well above a lot of the boxers that's in his division. Uh, Liam Williams, good fighter, very tough fighter. He came in there. He applied pressure the entire fight. Uh, and he seemed to make Andrade uncomfortable at times. He might have even buzzed Andrade like later on down the fight. But Andrade has this weird foot style and movement where he's like sly and it's like he's slithering all around the ring. So when you land on him and he does a, a, a awkward movement, he may not be hurt, but it may look like he got hurt. So um, I can't really I can't determine if it hurt him or not. But what I do know is that Andrade knocked him down. And Andre was beating him the fuck up. Andre, he doesn't have that that killer instinct like a lot of boxers have. Like when you hurt your man and they jump on you and they jump on your neck and they jump on your head. Andre, he he just doesn't really do that. Um, He has a game plan. He sticks to his game plan. And he is very, very methodical about sticking to the strategy that he has in place to beat his opponent and get the win. He's another fighter that. He cares more about getting the win rather than getting the knockout. If the knockout comes, it just comes. That's, you know, the natural progression of a boxing fight. But the goal isn't a knockout. The goal is to get the win. And you got to respect a guy like that. But overall, this performance, it's not enough. And I'm saying it's not enough because I still don't see how he can beat someone like Charlo. I still don't see how he could beat someone like Triple G. I still do not see how he can beat Canelo. Now, I'm not saying he has no chance. I'm not saying that by any long shot that he has no chance. He definitely has a chance and he can compete with every single one of them on the highest of levels. But I just don't think he has enough. Um, He has the best chance of beating a Triple G because Triple G, he's older. Uh, He missed a step. And Triple G, he's been out the ring for, I believe, a good year now. I don't think Triple G fought in the bubble. Did, he, did Triple G fight? You know, I think Triple D, I think he did fight in the bubble. I think Triple G did have a fight in 2020 in the bubble. But yeah, so Andre's best chance of, of beating one of those top names is, is Triple G because, you know, the old age and everything. But I still don't think he can do it. Andre's movement is unmatched. He can use the entire real estate of the ring to his utmost advantage, right? And that's what he's going to have to do. But when you face someone like Charlo and Triple G and Canelo, who they know how to cut the ring off, they know how to limit 
the area of movement that you have. So what is he going to do without his movement? He doesn't really like to stand toe to toe in the middle of the ring and fight. And that wouldn't even be a good option when you're fighting Charlo, who's a big, strong guy who wants that fight. And it's not going to be a good idea against Triple G, who wants that fight. And it's not going to be a good idea with Canelo, who wants that fight. I'm not really sure how he's going to win. Now, he could surprise me. What if he's actually better than what he's showing against these lower tier opposition? What if he comes in against these fighters and he's like like the second coming of Pernell Whitaker? And he's just like Neo in the Matrix dodging everything and just throwing counters. He enters the Matrix and just starts beating everybody up. Now, if he does that, I'll give him his props. I can't go off of hypotheticals. I have to go off from what I'm seeing. And what I'm seeing is he's putting on these really good, great performances against these oppositions who are good and tough. His showings is not enough for me to say that he can beat a Charlo, a Triple G, or a Canelo. Another boxing event that came on last night was the Jake Paul fight on Trilla. And I did not buy the pay-per-view, but I saw the highlights and there was a short fight. So the highlights is literally the entire fight. He knocked him out round one with the cleanest, the cleanest one two I've seen in 2021 so far. I have been telling everyone, yo, stop playing with Jake Paul. Stop playing with him. And I mean it. When uh, his fight that was in, what, 2019? When he fought that short guy with the weird style, like a little wonky style, I forget his name. When he fought him and Jake Paul went to Big Bear and had a real training camp with Sugar Shane Mosley, that's when I knew, oh, nah, he, he's like really serious about this. To get a Hall of Fame fighter to train you like you are a professional boxer, stop playing with him. Stop playing with him. Just stop it. Don't come in here, you some internet celebrity or you're a former MMA or UFC fighter and you think you about to come in here just because you know you you're in shape and you could like throw a little one two combination that you're gonna come in here and play with Jake Paul nah nah because he's training like a professional boxer he's training with professional boxers and I'm not even gonna front I ain't gonna lie no cap yo it's kind of unfair that Jake Paul is doing this to these non-professional boxers it's unfair you got to fight some professional boxers now. You want to train like a professional? You're going to fight some professionals now. Get him in the ring with a professional fighter, and I guarantee people will buy it. And no cap neither, he can beat a lot of them. I've seen three Jake Paul fights already. Three of them already. And yo, dude could fight. And you know why he could fight? Because he's training like a professional with professionals. You can take anybody off the street. You train them like a professional and they do the due diligence, they will be a good fighter as well. Now, like I said, it's unfair that he's using his newfound talents to beat up on these unprofessional boxers. Now you got to fight some real people now. You got to fight some, some professionals. Now, I'm not saying throw him in there with like the likes of like Canelo or like a Charlo or like an Earl Spence. I'm, I'm not saying all that. Okay, that's that's a little overkill, you know. There's still levels to this shit, right? But you could throw him in the ring with someone who, you know, a little journeyman, someone who's probably like in like the top twenty rankings, you know, 
in the lower half, you know, someone who's probably like number 18 or 19, you know, so, someone of that caliber. I'm not saying throw him in there with someone like better BF. He might die. But, you know, you could throw him in there with someone who's like like vague, like 20 or 21, you know, something like that. You know, regardless of who it is, Jake Paul, he's going to sell tickets. He's going to sell tickets because people aren't watching him for the boxing match. They're watching him for him. No matter if he wins or loses, they're going to watch him. There are people who bought the pay-per-view literally just to see if he loses. He's going to sell tickets regardless. He's going to sell tickets regardless. So instead of having him beat up on these defenseless, unprofessional, unprepared fighters, throw him in there with someone who's prepared, who's professional, who's doing the same amount of work that he's putting in. Until that happens, these wins against all these social media shit talkers, it's not going to mean a damn thing. That's it for the Flurry Podcast. I'm out. Peace, King. You were just listening to the Flurry Podcast, hosted by Monkeys Rawls. Come back for the next episode, or go back and listen to the previous ones if you haven't done so. And just a little side note, this goes to PBC and Top Rank. Fix your goddamn fucking timing when it comes to TV. Because I swear to fucking Christ, if I DVR another boxing match and it doesn't get the whole fucking fight, yo, so I'm going to break my TV and I'm going to make you pay for it, bitch. <laughs>